This is Michelle Tumalo, and you're listening to Pro Lacrosse Off. Right off the bat, there's Lyle Thompson. Courier, bogey. Kylie Omel are showing off those shifty skills. Driver driving hard down the alley, and he scores. What a goal from Josh Bird. Kayla Trainer fires to score. You're kidding me. By Dylan Ward. Gets topside, Rambo scores. Welcome to Pro Lacrosse Talk on the Lacrosse Playground Podcast Network. Your go-to podcast for interviews with professional players, coaches, and executives, as well as the latest news and analysis from all three professional lacrosse leagues. Now, here are your hosts, Adam Moore and Hutton Jackson. We're here with Michelle Tumalo, former All-American, Torton finalist, 2017 world champion, Wagner College head coach, and now member of Athletes Unlimited Lacrosse League. Michelle, thank you for joining us. How's it going today? Thank you for having me. It is, uh, it's great, sunny outside, snowy. <laughs> it's a great day. Hopefully the snow's starting to kind of melt a little bit. I know we got hit pretty hard up northeast. You got but... two feet. I haven't seen that since I was at Syracuse. Oh, man. <laughs> Crazy, crazy. And you guys don't have the tunnels underneath probably no, at Wagner to get no, to class, no, right? You know, it's full wind blown. You're on top of like a, a little island, so we get yeah. all the wind. But Yeah, craziness. Awesome. Uh, well, well, we obviously are so excited uh, about Athletes Unlimited, but uh, before we get to that, we, we love starting with our guests from the beginning. You know, you grew up in South Jersey. We mentioned uh, before the pod, Malika Hill. When did you first pick up a stick? It was uh, 14 years old, okay. a little later than most, um, but I'm so thankful for that opportunity that, you know, there's a camp right near my, my house and, um, you know, a teacher was like, you should go out for it because I was just an athlete. I like to play all sports and mm-hmm. I went to the camp and I remember vividly getting in the car and be like, mom, I'm obsessed. Like, I'm in love with this. And so um, my parents were always so supportive. I'm one of five kids. So it's kind of crazy okay. to think like they equally gave us support, but, you know, any, all my dreams I wanted to do so many things with athletics and they always just were like, yep, yep, yep. Take you here, whatever you want. Um, so I'm very grateful for that. Cause that opened up so many doors for me. No, that's great. And then, you know, following uh, your days there, you ended up at Syracuse to play for Gary gate. You had obviously an amazing career. Uh, what were some of your favorite experiences uh, playing with the orange though? Yeah. I mer- uh, you mentioned Gary gate, the greatest <laughs> of all time. I'm mm-hmm. so grateful to be able to have played for him. I always say that, it was the perfect fit. It was the best decision of my life. Just the way he um, teaches and the way he plays, like he plays with us at practice. I just wanted to be that. So I would try to mimic that and he would teach me. Um, so it was so fun. But some of my greatest memories are from the 2012 season. You know, we had just such a phenomenal team and we had this belief and, and this uh, never give up, no doubt, like type of like culture which we always had, but this, this year was different because we had been, um, you know, down a few goals with like two minutes left. We'd come back, win the game yep. in double overtime. Then mm-hmm. we go to semifinals in the final four. We're down seven with 12 minutes left, come back, win it in double overtime. So like so many cool experiences. We obviously lost in the national championship by two to Northwestern, but it still felt so rewarding and, and, but it just still eats me alive that I don't have a national championship. So that semifinal game against Florida alone was just like, absolutely insane I remember I don't even know where I was watching it my wife had it on too and like just bonkers just to see like your your quiet confidence like you guys were never frazzled it seemed like it you just knew it what seven goals it could have been a hundred goals like you still were in the game mm-hmm. it's cool to think that because as I've lived that I've been through it that was my yeah. game that I was mm-hmm. in and now as a coach I always like try to teach that but I remember being in at halftime and I was like oh crap like they really powered like they were just pumping in the goals 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 but we looked at each other like we got this like we got this and we did 
Um, so yeah, I'm pumped that you remember that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's a, that's a crazy, awesome game. Um, let's talk about kind of after that, I want to talk a little bit about, uh, playing for team USA, obviously 2017 winning the goal. That was probably an awesome experience, but I kind of want to talk about kind of your process to get there, right? Senior year, tearing your ACL really, really, really sucks. 13, getting cut from, from the team and, and seeing them go on. Talk about really what it meant to, to win that gold after kind of going through that process. I remember loving to read in your piece in uh, U.S. Lacrosse that you wrote that year. So um, talk about that experience. Thank you so much. Yeah, actually, I was talking to Lindsay Monday about this last night on, a, on an Instagram live. And mm-hmm. I actually it's it's good to talk about the bad times of it all, because yeah. from a lens of a younger kid, they probably think I had it all. And I got, you know. I made this team. I got, you know, I went through some turmoil for sure. Yep. And I mm-hmm. like talking about it because I want kids to realize that like, even if you get cut, like go back out, go yep. back out for that team. Um, don't let it define you. So, so yeah. And when I was at Syracuse, Gary was like, you should go up for the U S team. I was like, what? Like, I'm not going to make it. No way. It was, I was like a sophomore and that had been only like my six or seven year, like playing lacrosse. So mm-hmm. he's like, you got to do it. I was like, okay. And so I went out and when I made it, it was like a process where you had to like, look at the, the sheet and you had to read your number. I yeah. looked at, I was like, is that my number? I had to double check like on my penny. <laughs> Thankfully I made the team and I had been a part of it. I've been a part of it since, but that 2013, I remember going down to Florida. It was like one of our last training camps. And, you know, I got the call after that, that I didn't make it. And obviously I was devastated and shocked to heart. Like I had all these goals being with the players on the team and yep. winning gold, but then tear my ACL and it was like a silver lining. It was so weird. And then, um, and I had never been hurt in my life before. You guys know as athletes, like so weird. Um, so yeah, I did a lot of like soul searching, a lot of like mental toughness work and, you know, coming back, I just had this vengeance and I was like, I want to come back better than ever. And that's what that article says, like come back better than ever. And, um, and I, I did the work and, and I'm so grateful that I had the opportunity in 2015. Yeah, absolutely. And talk about kind of the next step in your in your international career, obviously the the games got pushed back a little, but uh, they're going to be in, in my neck of the woods in Baltimore. Yeah. Andrew, so what's it going to be like playing stateside for the next time you you don the USA? Oh, it's so cool, and I'm you know it sucks that it got pushed back, but you know yeah. we're all living this pandemic. But yep. it's so cool to have it on U.S. soil. It's actually crazy. The U.S. have never won on their home soil. The last time they lost was on home soil. So there's a little bit of pressure, but it's, that's what we love, right. Yeah. As the U S team, but being the best in the world, it's, it's that pressure that we love and um, just the opportunity to play in front of so many fans because it's such a popular sport here. And, um, and also to bring in other countries and be able to show them what it's like here in the U S and um, I'm just really excited. I'm excited for all the countries to, you know, I see that Australia has been training and it's really cool to see. So I'm, I'm so excited if I'm on the team or if I'm in the stands cheering them on, like, no matter what, I can't wait. And what are your thoughts on kind of the new rules that they're putting in place? Mm-hmm. Obviously very fun to play, like go, 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 go. Um, you know, it gets the fan engagement super high, um, yeah. but it is a little different, right? It, it's kind mm-hmm. of taken away from that traditional lacrosse. Um, but in the, in my mindset, I'm like, whatever gets us to the Olympics and, and, you know, whatever gets us yeah. more exposure, but that's awesome. Yeah. You, you played in the, the fall classic, right? Where, where you guys yeah. got to try those out. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But yeah. Um, our US team played like the WPLL. Yep. Yeah. It was yeah. really cool to see because that's like the best of the best. It was so fast. So many goals. The goalies were like getting, you know, when they would make a save, <laughs> it was awesome. Yeah. So super cool. No, for sure. And, and let's go into, you know, your head coaching uh, career. You know, you, you're the coach of Wagner right now. When did you know that you wanted to stick around and be a coach? Um, and how did you land that gig at Wagner? Yeah. Um, I would say when I was at, 
at Syracuse and I was kind of, I was like, I don't know what I want to do. You know, my, I, my major kind of was a little broad and I just didn't know what, what I wanted to get into. And then I realized how great of a, an experience I was having at Cuse and how great my mm -hmm. coaches were. And I, I wanted to give that to a program or give that to, you know, a coaching staff at a, at a different school. So mm -hmm. I, I got lucky and, and, and had the opportunity to coach with Mandy O'Leary and Erica Legro down at Florida for two years. And, you know, what a, a phenomenal program and just an amazing school. And then I go back to Syracuse for a year and get to coach Kayla Trainer her senior year and go to the mm -hmm. final four. And then, you know, it took me out to the West coast. I always had a dream of being um, on the West coast for a bit. And my mm -hmm. best friend, Katrina Dowd, who's the, one of the most brilliant lacrosse minds in the, in the world um, had gotten the Oregon job and, you know, Oregon, Nike, it's, yep. it sells itself. You don't really, exactly. Um, you got the neon green. Exactly. Right? Right now. <laughs> love, love the neon, love the Kelly green. Um, so I went out there for two years, the best two years ever. I learned so much and Katrina was my assistant coach. So I had seen how great of coach she was. She went to UNC and then, you know, she won championship there. So I wanted to learn from her. So it was awesome to see. And then I, I was like, Oh, I, I kind of, I'm really big with my family. I'm really mm -hmm. close with my family. I'm like, I gotta get back mm -hmm. East somehow. And if an opportunity comes, I would love it. And my sister went to Wagner and I saw the opening. I was like, this is, this seems too, too perfect. Yeah. So I, I, yeah, I interviewed and got the job. So I'm so grateful. It's been awesome ever since. No, that's awesome. And, uh, you know, unfortunately you guys had your season cut short last year because of COVID. Mm -hmm. um, how did that kind of affect, you know, how you handle, you know, being on the sidelines and, and this class, especially the senior class and, you know, some of them maybe weren't able to come back. Mm -hmm. um, and then how have you really prepared for this upcoming season? Yeah, great question. Um, so devastating. I know everyone's been through it and, you know, walking through that moment, knowing that we, we were, you know, done for the season. I, you know, I did waterworks, you know, it was just emotion coming mm -hmm. over me because you're just, they're like your family and you see them every day and you get so used to the routine of being with them at practice and this and that. And then I was just devastated for the, the seniors. And, um, cause you didn't know that they could come back yet. We didn't know the circumstances. So, yeah. and what a great group they were. So going through that and then the the process of them, you know, choosing to come back. I've had a few come back and a few not be able to, but um, it's been really awesome to welcome those seniors back. And I actually have a mm -hmm. sixth year who came back twice. So yeah. I'm so excited about her. And, you know, just relaying the message of this opportunity is amazing that we get to go back on the field. We haven't been on the field since March and doing what we can control when we're away from each other and then coming back together and just being ready to go. That's awesome. Well, we're excited to see you in your first games against Nova, right? Coming yep. back to the Philly. First, yep. <laughs> Good stuff. Um, so let's talk about, speaking of Philly, let's talk about to the pro side of things a little yeah. bit. You know, you're one of the first picks ever in professional women's lacrosse, which is awesome to think about. You can, you have that badge forever, right? And by, by the Philly that. force. Um, and, and then you, you obviously played in the WPLL as well. So we'll talk about AU in a sec, but um, talk about that jump from the college game to the pro side and kind of those iterations of the game. Yeah, another like cool, fast pace, you know, the two point rule, like yep. it was so cool. I loved what they did with the the rules and it, a, another opportunity, right, to grow the game. And, you know, we didn't have problems across until that, that you know, UWLX um, inaugural season. And I always think back to it. And I'm like, I'm so thankful to be playing lacrosse when I when I have, you mm -hmm. know, in the time frame that I have, because I've been a lot of part of the first, right? Yep. I was a part of with my amazing team in 2017. We got to go to the first world games for lacrosse ever. Um, now I was part of the first ever pro league for women's lacrosse. And um, if you talk to other sports or hear about other sports, there's 
multiple leagues that happen because they all got to find the right one. But mm. I'm so grateful for the UWX and then the, you know, WPLL, such an amazing experiences. And it just, it's obviously devastating that, you know, WPLL had to end, um, but grateful for AU and um, them picking up lacrosse. It's so cool. But yeah, the rules and the, it just like the atmosphere and just the fun part of the game is just, it's awesome. So I'm pumped to be able to do that in July. No, yeah, for sure. And let's get into this Athletes Unlimited League. Obviously, we're excited for this new iteration of women's professional lacrosse. Um, and you're actually on the Players Executive Committee, so you have a hand in a lot of the decisions that are made. Um, what were kind of your early conversations with the AU group? Um, and then how did you kind of, you know, lead the charge in getting a bunch of these other players to come on board with this new league? Yeah, so I don't even know what month I started. <laughs> I got a call from DJ and Caitlin kind of talking about this AU, and I was like, well, I'm so grateful that there's an opportunity, but this is much different than I've ever heard. And, you know, mm -hmm. meeting John and Jonathan who created AU, they're just so, such great guys. And just seeing their, their, you know, their vision for this pro league for women's sports is, is amazing. And the backing of it, of the, you know, sponsorships and the, the dollars that you get, and it's something we've never seen. Mm -hmm. So that obviously was so exciting, but then all the other part of part of it where, you know, they're so into the civic leadership, um, you know, the diversity, inclusion, um, the inclusiveness of just everyone being, you know, their best selves and learning from each other. And um, it's really, really cool. And it's not just you sign and you play, you know, it's, mm -hmm. it's more about who you are as a person. And hey, if you have a dream of having a podcast or a YouTube channel, we're going to help you get that. Yep. Mm -hmm. um, so that was really cool to see. And it's, it's stuff that we've never had before. So obviously I was calling all my friends who were also close and, Hey, we got to get on board. And I've gotten a lot of, I think we're at 35 now. And um, as you know, there's some of those big names left off the list, but we're working on it. They're getting, hopefully getting them signed soon, but you know, they're all, all of my really good friends. So I'm just thankful that, um, and I know they are too, that we have the opportunity to play. No, that's awesome. And, you know, it kind of a unique format too, where you guys are going to be able to pick the teams based on the leaderboard hypothetical question now let's say you are one of the captains of these teams yeah. who's your first pick I think I've been asked this before it's so hard <laughs> my pick would be Kayla Trainer. I always stick with this pick because she's so versatile yep. she doesn't just put the ball on the back of the net or make an amazing mm -hmm. pass she can also do the draw and get the ball so she's my first pick will always be my first pick um good answer it, it, she's my girl love her death and she's also on the PC with me so it's so fun to just be able to our minds just like work together, but also she's just so creative. So it's cool to learn from her, but that's my first pick and I'm sticking to good it. Choice, good choice. Awesome. <laughs> Fellow member of the orange. We like yeah. it. You know, yeah. I think that's the most exciting thing is the possibilities for some of these college reunions, uh, you know, and if it doesn't happen the first week, you have three more weeks for it to, to happen. So yeah. it's, gonna yeah, be it's, a, it's cool. a, like, no one's ever seen something like this, right? Yeah. Obviously mm -hmm. softball just went through and volleyball is going to go through it this February, but yeah, the, the weekly, you know, four captains that get to pick each week. It's like the NBA all-star game literally exactly. every week. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Cool. Welcome back to pro lacrosse talk on the lacrosse playground podcast network. Uh, let's go into our five and five segment now where I'm going to ask five lacrosse questions. I will ask five off the okay. field questions, okay. quick answers. Oh, you man. know, fun, fun, hopefully, uh, responses. But uh, the first one I have is what are some pregame routines or superstitions that you have? Oh, that's a good one, too. Um, I'm so superstitious. Like, I have to wear the same spandex, same socks, <laughs> uh, same sports bra. I have to do my hair the same. I used to do eye black, but I've shied away from that because it literally paints my face. doesn't come <laughs> off. Um, so those are, my, those are my routines. 
Awesome. And then number two, uh, where's been your favorite venue to play lacrosse at? And that can be, um, you know, any level of the game. That's a great question, but I have to say the dome. Yep. It's the best ever. Yeah. I, I figured that would be, yeah. and I, I think I forget what account put out something about, you know, yep. best college or, uh, yep. stadium. All and that recently. I, I really don't think it's, it's close. Homewood is probably a really close one, but the environment of the dome is, mm-hmm. is unlike any other. So it's kind of sacrilegious if a Syracuse grad doesn't say that. Doesn't say that. I know. Yeah. I know. <laughs> I, I think though we need, we need to get a, a pro event there at some point. I agree. Right? Yeah, you know, it's, and whether it's AU, I don't know where you guys are looking right now, but, um, or, you know, even one of these PLL games there, mm-hmm. I, I think that would be would sick. Be, PLL yeah. would be sick. Yeah. Yeah, for for sure. sure. That's awesome. Number three, who's been one of your toughest players to face in your career? Toughest matchup. Oh, great question again. Um, I would have to say, oh, this is what I do. I always say three people. When you ask me <laughs> one, I say like three. I all have good, to say good. three. Becca Block at my Syracuse teammate and US teammate, Alice Mercer and Meg Dowdy. All the awesome. like such great defenders, unbelievable. Just smothering. They smother me. Mm-hmm. They're amazing. No, for sure. And Meg Dowdy, you know, is one of the also the first ones mm-hmm. to announce. Is she on that players committee as well? She is not, but okay. she is, you know, we, it's cool because being going off topic, but being part That's of the players executive committee, they, we also like get input from other players as well. It's all about the players. So mm-hmm. it's really cool. And I know she's going to be helping us along the way. I like how it's a, more of a collaborative process. And, you know, when we talked to Sam Apuzo is, you know, echoing the statements that, you know, you guys are really getting to choose how this league is uh, develops and is created. It's really cool. Number four, who's a teammate or a fellow lacrosse player that you've kind of leaned on as a mentor during your career? Um, I would say Katrina Dowd. Um, just as a player, as a coach, and as a friend, she's literally my best friend. I think she lives in Germany now. I'm so far away from her. Mm-hmm. But um, she's just, not only is she just such an amazing, brilliant mind, she pushed me to my limits, like, in, in college as, as a player, um, at Syracuse and and then as a teammate at, at US she just believes in me more than any myself and um as a best friend she always has my back just unbelievable person no for sure and excited to see her also suit up uh this coming season mm-hmm. number five what is your current stick setup it is a STX uh crux pro I think I have it's not hitting here and then I go with like kind of like the leather old school leather pocket with the um the lax pocket mm-hmm. um and then I have a Crux Pro Shaft, I think it's called. Um, but I also like this. I also use the Swank 10. Um, I think it was created in 2011 or 2013. I still have that. I played a national championship with it and still have it. And I still play with but it. Goody. Love <laughs> it. Awesome. Love it. What are your thoughts on too, like the, you know, mesh being introduced into the women's game? I, I know you said you're a traditional, yeah. but um, thoughts on that. Is it, you think it's good for the game or you kind of like the, you know, traditional uh, stringing of your, your stick? I think it's great. I think more, more options um, because players are getting more versatile. And I think mm-hmm. the more options they have, the better that they will be. I remember Gary just handed me a stick and I was obviously obsessed with everything he gave me because he created it himself. Yeah. Um, but the mesh, I actually have a mesh crux pro um, and I love it too. It's more my trick stick, you know, it doesn't mm-hmm. fall out. It's awesome. Um, but yeah, I think it's all just whatever you like and your preference, but it's awesome to have options. Cool. All right. And I'll take over with the off the field question. So you're on the field all the time, right? Playing, coaching, but what's some hobbies or activities you enjoy when you're not on the field? Oh, good question. Um, okay. So I've taken up golf. I've taken, I've been a golfer for a, wa- a long time, but I've become like obsessed recently. So I golf all the time. I golf in the winter past two weeks. Okay. Um, I would say golfing right now is my biggest thing. Good stuff. 
Uh, number two, I'm curious for this answer since you just said golf, but favorite athlete, non-lacrosse athlete to watch right now? Oh, good question. So, um, I'm going to go what U.S. women's soccer team is just so inspiring. And there's so many names I could say, but I, I would say like Tobin Heath is someone okay. I would, you know, want to mimic in the, in the world of lacrosse. Sure. She's just so tricky and just so awesome. Always Megan people. So I would say Tobin Heath right now. Yeah. When she scores, like. I like the fire that comes out of her eye. Like it's, yeah, uh, it's, I get amped from yeah, like, like that. miles away. Right? That's how I get. I'm like, <laughs> I can break the wall right now. <laughs> Love it. All right. Yeah. So this is two point, uh, two B since you're outside of Philly, favorite Philly athlete of all time. <laughs> Alan Iverson. AI, okay. Good answer. Good answer. Let's I have go. his Jersey. I used to put my hair like him. He's my dude. I yep. actually saw him in the flesh and I didn't get to say hi to him. I can't believe it. We got to we got to get into an AU game. I know. Maybe I'll just start Instagram. AI to AU. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That would be awesome. That's amazing. I got to get myself uh, some answers again. You like middle school, I think I had those like the oh, red and white. Me too. Me too. They had, had to, they all. had to stay clean. Had them all. I love it. Are we going to see some uh, you know, walking off the bus from some of these athletes unlimited players? Are you going to be repping a AI jersey at some point? I have to rep an AI jersey. And if you saw my latest Instagram, I have a, a Seattle uh, Kevin Durant jersey it's sick um so I'll be wearing that I already literally it's funny you say that I like had it in my head that I would wear that <laughs> <laughs> That's I love awesome. it I love it uh number three favorite spot to vacation oh um I've been so many places and the west coast had some really cool spots mm-hmm. but I would say I'm gonna go with like the Jersey Shore it gets yeah. a bad rep but like man it is the best we go to Sea Isle now I grew up going to Wildwood because my parents would just toss us on the boardwalk yep Sea Isle City is is where it's at so the OD is never a bad spot exactly. to go right <laughs> exactly that's my terrible. sister's there right now actually I'm so jealous so oh that's awesome yeah we not uh, the OD but it's the yeah <laughs> Yeah, we uh Hutton uh, and our families go down to Ocean City, Ocean City uh, yeah. pretty much every year. So it's the spot. Yeah. And yeah. now and now I'm living here, you know, a little bit farther north than you know Wildwood, but you know, living right near Manasquan is I'm looking forward to the summer for sure. You know, mm-hmm. that's why I mean my wife moved here and um yeah, we're we're excited for the, the upcoming summer for sure. Just we're beach people. So yeah, <laughs> me too. Awesome. So, me too. Ah, I love it. It's the best. Just being on the beach and being with your family is the best. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Number four, favorite meal. And do you prefer to dine out or cook at home? Oh, love this. All right. Tacos are my, my number one have always been my number one. Um, I've kind of gone like more like traditional used to be like beef, you know, the, um, lettuce, this and that. But now I've gone like fish, shrimp, chicken. So I've, I've gotten it all. Um, I, I like to, I do like to go out, but I also love having a meal at home too like the best yeah for sure good stuff uh and my last one with with covid people have been quarantining a lot and we've been binging a lot we've been reading a lot of podcasts any recommendations on on any of those things right now Ooh, okay i mean if anyone hasn't watched Shit's creek like let's go yeah, <laughs> the best show i've ever seen um podcasts let's see love always lo- love listening to paul carcatera um his overtime podcast yep. and there's mm-hmm. so many things but i think everyone should tune into your podcast and the good answer, good answer. I, we didn't pay you anything to say that <laughs> nothing, nothing, you know what disclaimer <laughs> we appreciate that though and of we're hoping, you know we're actually hoping to grow our network a little bit too which is exciting uh 
So we're, we're working on that right now and getting some varying voices on the show. <laughs> Love that. Uh, but that wraps up our five and five. Uh, the final question I like to always end on is uh, what is some advice you have for a young player looking to play lacrosse professionally one day? For sure. Um, love this question. I get it a lot. And my, my advice would, it doesn't matter what age you are, pick up the stick. Just like I said, I start at 14. Um, but put as much passion and heart as you want into it and, and make it fun and um, go out for that team that you think you might not make. Go make friends that you think might not be, you know, people that you would be associated with because they might turn into your friends that become, you know, maybe in your wedding one day or just in your life forever. Um, and just dream big because I promise you, I had those dreams when I was little. I never thought I would achieve them. And now look at me, I'm so thankful for this op- the opportunities that I've been given. No, I love that dream big. That's a, that's a great, great phrase for these young athletes to, to look forward to and to, to, you know, listen to. And I, I think it's inspiring to see what you guys are doing with the, the women's uh, league, especially, you know, with women's sports, I think on the rise. I mean, I mentioned on social media, but Sam Apuzo's episode was our top episode. Um, so I think it just shows that people are really passionate about women's sports and, you know, maybe yours will top that. Um, but we would certainly appreciate you coming on and are looking forward to this upcoming Athletes Unlimited League. Of course. Well, I appreciate you guys giving me the platform to speak and have me on and go Eagles.